After four weeks of some really beautiful football and awesome competent officiating, the delayed Euro 2020 came to an end at Wembley Stadium, London last night. Roberto Mancini's Squadra Azzurri became European champions for the second time. My name is Calvin Emekonwoka and you're welcome to the final episode of the Euro 2020 themed edition of your Sports Memo podcast. At the start of the tournament, I wanted Italy to win because of some remote affinity I had for their manager, Mancini. I felt he did not fulfill his potential as a player on the international stage and I wanted him to do it now as the manager. Unbeaten in 34 matches after failing to qualify for Russia 2018 World Cup, Italy are deserved champions of Europe. I have with me in the pod in London, Femi Kumuyi and Deji Oseni. In Abuja is AGK Ikwagu and Lamidi Momodu, a first timer to the pod, is in Lagos. Gentlemen, you're welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Glad for having me. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Excellent. We're going to start with the preening. I don't even know where which of them is going to be more arrogant here this evening um, I'm, I'm going to do mini 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 more between DG and uh, AGK I don't know um, alright we'll start with AGK happy <laughs> of course I'm happy <laughs> fantastic listen um, one of the things that has struck me with this tournament is that for the first time in a long time, um, the tournament was a tournament for teams. It was not that for um, uh, big names. It wasn't big. It, this tournament was not determined by um, big names. It was a better team. The best teams got into the semi-final stage, and I think that that's much more than anything else. That's what did it for Italy. Educate. Yeah, true, true. Just like you pointed out, you can't really pick out um, a star mm-hmm. in the Italian team. Mm-hmm. It was more like a collective effort. Mm. It was like um, every part of the mention working together to produce a result. So that is one very... That's why I, I went for them um, during the first podcast because Mancini has always had um, a thing for team team performance. Mm. You can remember his Mancini squad, he went to Sparta most he, he had this orientation of bringing up teams and and making them play better. So I, I'm ha- happy. I, I well deserved. I, I think I think the, on on, on the, the best team won. I think the best team won competition. So I'm, I'm very happy about it. KG, one of, for me in the in the semi-finals, the the best team of the four semi-finalists, or probably the best performance of the four semi-finalists was Spain's absolutely fantastic performance against Italy in our semi-final. They were also, they were not bad as a team. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, they weren't bad as a team, um, but they lacked the clinical um, side to them, which obviously let them down in the end. Um, which, to be honest, I think a lot of people foresaw happening. Mm. Um, when when you look at that uh, Spanish team, as usual, they they kept a lot of possession as they normally do. You know, passing accuracy was was good, um, but unfortunately, when it came to being uh, clinical at key moments, 
the funny thing is they scored a lot of goals. So yeah. When you look yeah. at their, when you look at their goals, I was coming to that. When you look at their, when you look at their goal stats, it's very deceptive because uh, they scored a lot of goals in, uh, I think, in two matches. Mm. But then in the rest of their matches, uh, you saw the true self. Like in front of goal, they had numerous chances which they didn't put away. So when you look at their goal stats, you're like, oh, but they finished as one of the highest uh, goal scoring teams. Mm. But when you actually break down the actual where the goals were scored yeah. and how many chances they needed to use in order to actually score, then you realize that mm, this team, no. <laughs> so, it's uh, unfortunate, but that's uh, I, I guess they're building towards something, but they just wasn't ready. But if 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 we if we go down that route. Italy have become European champions having the absolutely average Giro Immobile as their number nine. Um, well, um, I think Immobile didn't um, show his best self. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, are, I know before this tournament, a lot of people are forgetting that Immobile, uh, past two seasons, Europe has been one of the highest goal scorers consistently. Um, but obviously he hasn't showed that in this tournament um, which happens you know a lot of good players do come to tournaments and they stutter Mm. Um, but as far as Italy I mean uh, I said it from the beginning (laughs) um, I did say you know that they would win the tournament Um, I also guessed correctly the score that they would win the tournament yeah (laughs) you did yes you did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and in fact not even to toot my horn even further but uh, on the day that remember when we were talking about the semi-finals yes. you were prodding me saying I don't know where the goals are going to come from for this Italy side against England in the back of my mind I was thinking to myself remember I mentioned set pieces and I also was saying to myself that England Pickford were fragile I was going to say that I think Bonucci is going to score and I wish I would have said it because then it would have just been complete are you, overload. Are you serious? <laughs> you actually did think Bonucci would score. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I had a feeling he was going to be the scorer and from a set piece, it's just, uh, uh, it's just oh, it's a funny thing. But yeah, as far as Italy, I said it from the beginning, I saw um, people underrated them from the start because they thought, oh, um, they don't have an outstanding star. No, but I feel like... No, that's not true. They were not underrated in any no, shape no, or form. No, 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 no. They were they were picked for many people as dark horses. Right. And if you're the dark horses, mm. you're seen as an outsider rather than a favorite. Right. And in my opinion, they should have came into the tournament as favorites. How does a team have, you know, unbeaten for 30 plus games and somebody's telling you that this team shouldn't be favorites for a competition? And uh, and then you, you're looking at the, the general record that they have against big teams. And then people are just, you know, overlooking them on the basis of what France having star players or yeah. big name players yeah. you know that's not to me that's not good enough you know yeah. um, and and then you know they've come into the tournament um, and uh, I think not having one focal point has helped them because mm. I feel sometimes when you look at some teams for example Portugal Ronaldo finished as top scorer yes. but often when you watch the way they play it's so obvious that they're trying so hard to find him with the ball that it almost becomes a thing of if we neutralize his ball supply, yeah. then what are they going to do? Yeah. What is their plan B? Do they have a plan B? Yeah. And if you watch this Italy team, they have 
so many uh, weapons in the Arsenal. Mm. Uh, they have so many different players on different sides. Even their wingbacks. You know, the wingbacks really impressed in this tournament. Yeah. Um, especially the one I can't pronounce his name. I, 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 uh, Spinazzola. Spinazzola. That's yeah. it. Um, you know, he, they really, really made you know impact for themselves. So yeah. many different chances. So many different players that they produced opportunities for. Um, they should have scored. In my opinion, they should have scored more goals, but. You know, they still won in the end, so yeah. you know that's all right. Lamidi, you are our first time out. Um, I, what yeah. what did you what did you make of the 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 final? What where, I don't know who you were rooting for, but being in Lagos, <laughs> I'm almost ninety percent certain you are probably rooting for Italy. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, it had to be Italy. It had to be Italy, of course. Why? Uh, what is this? I mean, I I mean, I I, I love um, Gary Southgate. I mean, I love I love his work because. But but there's just something about the Italians and and me personally, I don't know about Lagos. I'm just a really really big fan of the old Italian thing, mm. and I'm really really big fan of Lachini also. I mean, I love I mean I mean I love I mean I love his suit first of all. His suit always excellent. Yeah. Italian. Look to dress. He's Italian after all. Yeah. Yeah, so I just I just loved it. I love the whole um, dynamism to the team. I think for the first time they went to a tournament with an amazing midfield. I mean Verratti, Barella, Jorginho. I mean that's the first time in a long while. <laughs> I mean I think it's like two thousand and six. Mm. I can see them having like top top class midfielders and I just I just I just had this thing for them and just been a big fan. What what struck you? What did they do especially right for you in that in the match in the final? Um so I personally think as much as I love Italy, I think it has to do more with um, what the English team didn't do. Right? Yeah, because I, I felt, I mean, these guys started well, I mean, the English national team, but for some reason, I don't know, this, I think after this tournament, the English team needs to go see a doctor, I mean, everyone, I mean, this is a, this is not, this is more than just football now, this is some psychological. So, as we say, it is not ordinary eyes, is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's not ordinary eyes, I mean, he did, he did so well, for some reason, just dropped back and just, Imagine you could curtail these guys. I mean, just just imagine in your head that I mean, okay, now I want the heat for for no reason. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, so like I said, I think it has to do with the lot with you and the English national team. They just dropped off for for God knows what, but good for the Italians. Chiesa led the line. I mean, got to a point it was more like a one man show. Get the ball to Chiesa and he would drive in and struck fear into the English national team defender from there it was just it was just game over honestly um, um, Femi and uh, Matt you stay there I would when I would I'll come to the two of you later Deji um, at halftime in one of I made a tweet I was wondering what it was that Italy needed to do and I remember saying that they might have to shift they might have to shift them. Um, Kiesa to the left. That that that, that was extremely important. That they needed to shift Kiesa to the left and do something else. Put Benateski or whoever on the right. But they needed Kiesa on that left. And Kiesa alone. I, I believe strongly that Kiesa drove drove that team forward. I, I think we had them. Um, 
It was a podcast we had before the quarterfinals. It was when Akidaudu, who was on here, mentioned that why was Kiesa not even starting? <laughs> he was he was better than Berardi and all of them. Were you as impressed um, as, as as I was with with Kiesa and as Lamid has mentioned? Yes, um, yeah, I, I definitely um, agree. Uh, Chiesa was uh, very was very impressive, and you know what I loved the most about um, Chiesa is that obviously I know a lot of people um, keep mentioning his father, and I think some people they've you know some people the way, the reason I'm mentioning his father is because they're trying to imply something. Imply <laughs> so, what? Um, you know that he wasn't picked on merit. No way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, would, who would even do that? I've, I've seen I've seen a couple of tweets here and there. I was just I was just like you know what this forget was, it. This was when you watch when you watch the tournament when you watch the tournament you will see. Um, and you know he he's shown himself he's, sh- he's shown himself to the rest of the world uh, that he definitely deserves to be there. Especially because you know I think a lot of people were relying on his signet being the star the leader for the yeah, team. Yeah, and he didn't he he was he was good but he didn't perform to the level that people expected him to right um and obviously immobile unfortunately i, I don't even think he didn't did he even score one goal he did he scored in the groups he scored in, in the first two games i think i think he scored oh, okay, in the okay. first two games i i, I, I who was that educate do you want to say something he scored two goals. Yeah, In the first half, when Italy looked completely out of sorts, the only person who looked very angry with the whole situation, who felt affronted, was was Kiesa. And I remember thinking, I remember tweeting that uh, the way this guy is going, he's going to slap one of his teammates at this rate. That they're not, they're not meeting playing uh, on his level. But it's 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 good. I don't even understand why anybody. You would imply that he's in there because of his dad. How? <laughs> uh, um, but you know, um, obviously, on top of obviously what she, uh, Kiesa did, um, I think obviously Southgate, uh, the 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 um, occasion got to him, and we'll, I think personally, we'll get, I, we'll get to that. You, okay. I'm on this side of the group where you people are uh, Azuri. So oh, okay, when, when, okay. when we when we start to lick our wounds, would people can listen slowly? Um, yeah. Well, I've got one. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I'll say um, Mancini as well. Obviously, um, I think he showed his tactical, um, you know, his, his tactical experience there. Because I think you know sometimes people always say to themselves, you know, you know, when is the manager going to react? You know, mm. what's he going to do to mm. change things up? Mm. You know, especially when your team isn't quite, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I feel like, you know, he, he read the game well and he made changes which, you know, eventually paid off and put them on the front foot. And, you know, um, I think, we, funny enough, I, I think it was you that did mention um, uh, in the last podcast about mm. how, you know, this team is very attacking and um, it will be interesting to see how they respond when they're on a defensive foot yeah. in a match yeah. um, when they you know and I think they didn't respond very well at first um, so you know they needed to put themselves back on the attacking on the, foot on the, that's, yep, 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 that's, that's where that's where the main strengths are mm. right um, Matt and um, Femi yes I, yes I, Calvin I am um, I this is a this is the first time 
first time since 1986 World Cup. Don't ask me why, but first time since 1986 World Cup where I was actually rooting for England. And the reason why I was rooting for them in 86 was because I just discovered um, shoot and match magazines, all of those things back back in the day. So yes, those were the things we we used to that's why I was rooting for them. But since from that time on, I've just left them. But I think it was after the Scotland game. The backlash they got after the Scotland game really annoyed mm. me. I was like, what is this? Now, these guys are not doing badly. So I, I, then I started rooting for them. The final was a very bad situation for me in the sense that I had wanted Italy to win, as I said, at the top of the show because of Mancini. Mm. And then now, here I am. They are in the final against England, and I'm like, no way. How is this going to happen? Anyway, that is a preamble. Please, Matt, please, Femi, I need you people to explain to me how a team, how a team would have Marcus Rashford, Bill Foden, um, um, Jack Grealish, and Jaden Sancho sat on the bench and the team is being pegged back and the manager stands there and does absolutely nothing what on earth was that about <clears throat> listen this is what I hate I, I, I say this all the time that I, I think managers are, um, managers get too much credit for wins and they get too much um, abuse for defeats, but the reason why you have you need managers, where you have coaches, and I hate it, and I really, really hate it when I feel that a manager has let his players down. Gareth Southgate last night let his players down. I had this same feeling in St. Petersburg. A manager was playing Argentina in the World Cup. I sat where I was in the press, and I was looking down the pitch. Victor Moses was knackered. And I was thinking, no, just take this guy off now or bring somebody else to support him on that side. And then they in a row just to where he was and he was doing nothing. And Argentina's winner came from that side. I hate it when the manager does not help his team. Get a thought it, let his players down. Matt, have a go. Yeah, do you know what? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me again. You know what? I, I, I hear what you're saying, you know. Like, when I was watching yesterday, I was really thinking, why is Mount still on the pitch? Oh, my but God. It was Mount finished 19 oh, I minutes. Watching, uh, How? I, 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 I was watching it. I was like, he's still there? What? And then um, he made a change. Because when they were 1-0 up, I could understand. He was thinking, you know what? I'm not going to change. There's no point in bringing an attacker now. But you could see in the second half, as you said, they were getting pegged back, pegged back. I was like, okay, make the change now. Just something to get England a bit more on the front foot. Because they are just going deeper and deeper, deeper. and deeper. Mm-hmm. And then you just knew, you could just feel it. And then and then you could see after that, Italy were in the ascendancy. And I was thinking, all right, cool. Extra time maybe, because he still had what? Three subs, I think, going into extra time. Four. Yeah, four subs. Four, yeah. I thought, okay, now extra time, bring the man on. Bring on a Rashford, bring on um, a Sancho. He was still, I was thinking, what are you doing? And then I'm seeing 119 minutes and I see them two warming up and I thought, you're taking a piss. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) And I just felt, at that point, I just thought, you know what? For me personally, I just felt, 
it was going to go wrong and I felt all of that was going to fall on Gareth because I'm sure he took off uh, was it Henderson right yes. even though he brought him on and then Walker as well and I just thought you've messed up Gareth you've really messed up Femi <laughs> yes I, I I totally agree with Matt there and I was I was you know I, when I saw the lineup, I said I'm not going to have a go at Southgate because there's so many times I've turned against this decision and he's got it wrong. So I just have to leave him. But I think, like you said earlier, that managers get the praise and obviously they should they should also get the stick for when 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 they don't get it right. And as we all agree, I think he just played into the hands of the Italians. Tactically, it was very very inferior to Mancini. I think the approach in terms of reading the game. But something that probably didn't go his way that is, is an irony is mm. probably what is probably because England scored so early in the game it affected their approach it affected the way they grew no, into the game no, there was so I know I know, they, they, I know no, they were on the baby, front foot but no. they, didn't, they didn't know what to do with that advantage no, that, 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 that's what I think no, baby, they didn't no. know what to do with that advantage baby, wait, baby, wait. let me let me let me let me let me let me put this let me try to put this out and explain something you know they scored early and yeah. even after scoring early and as um, DJ mentioned earlier you could see that the Italians could not even know how to defend the width the way um, um, what's his name Trippier kept on getting in on that side Shaw was getting in down this left hand side so they they, they at the start it was it was going okay at that time, at that time, Italy um, gradually got control of the midfield and started to pop it about. They still weren't creating yeah. anything, right? And then yeah. deep into the second half, you looked at it at the time and you had this feeling that the English England players, they've chased the ball for too long, so they were going to be tired. Yes, I swear. Of course. The easy, the, the most natural thing to do in situations like this, this is why I said a manager is letting his boys down is you have to give Italy something else to think about. You have to. Of course. You have to give them something Uh, else to think about. You uh, have to uh, give uh, your uh, team uh, an outball. In Sancho and Rashford and Grealish, you have outballs there. But he kept Mount on the pitch. And and, and he was lost in the midfield because I think think Southgate should have concluded and, and admitted that in that midfield area, the Italians are superior. Giorgino orchestrated Italy from the first to the last minute. In midfield, he was so commanding, Barella, these guys. But we, England had this right, this wing, this wing play that could hurt them, like you said. The, uh, defensively, um, Emerson is a third choice left back at Chelsea. He's not the greatest defensive. That is why why did England not exploit you, that, that position? In the semi-final board, I thought there's no way Sancho won't start because of Emerson. I thought Sancho yeah. would start because of Emerson. And and again, when, when, when you want to gamble in a tournament football, Bonucci, they are not spring chicken. Bonucci and Chiellini, they are not spring chicken. I would expect a gamble that is even much, much secure than, than penalty shooter. Bringing on players that you've not even given the opportunity to play. Calvert Lewin, he, he has that presence in the box, lump the ball in the box in the dying seconds of the extra time or things like that. He could make a difference. It's a gamble. It's, it's, it's much more safer than a penalty shootout. Right. Put, put, throw, throw, throw those guys in, throw the kitchen sink. I, 
they just they, uh, uh, they, they were so as if Southgate was just hoping Italy were controlling the game in the second half England could do nothing about it and Southgate was just there he didn't make any changes Martini took the initiative obviously because I still believe that because they were behind they needed to change the game the Italians had to come out at England and England just gave them all the, they just rolled the carpet for them to to, to, to walk it in but it's, it, it was very very painful loss from, from, from an English perspective um, Deji I you, you you do coaching courses right yes right okay this is this is a bit that I find staggering how Sincerely speaking, I I, I I I watch football. I watch. I read a lot about coaching, and I watch. And I what that yesterday, that last night, as the game was going on, I was asking myself, you mean where Gary Southgate is sitting, standing? He does not see that he needed to he needed to do something to help his team. I mean, they were struggling to. They're struggling to go out to get out of the to 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 what's the word to play to progress the game because Italy had them hemmed back and you know that that um, Hurricane had no pace has no pace to he, listen he left the only speed they had was Sterling was that was the only person they had for speed so how how were you how was he planning to was he planning to defend that one nil to the end. Well, it seems like it, um, and it's it's kind of funny actually because um, uh, uh, I don't I don't know what it is, but I I feel as though um, the last couple of England managers they've all had this very uh, defensive style that they that they've all gone with, um, but obviously Southgate's been the most successful with it, and I feel like obviously the success that he's had is the reason why he doesn't want to change it. You know the old phrase of if it's not broke, don't don't try to fix it. Um, obviously, uh, it, you know, it's very questionable um, being 1-0 up and not doing anything to protect the lead. But I guess maybe he thought that, you know, the physical advantage that England had, yes. maybe they would use to overrun the uh, Italians. But unfortunately, you have to understand that regardless of how much uh, physicality England has, you know, the ball still moves quicker than any player. Every human so, yes. So, so whilst you're... Whilst you know you may have the pace advantage, the strength advantage, the endurance advantage, the Italians are popping the ball around, popping the ball around. The English are getting tired, um, and this is where he started to you know he just made a couple of horrible mistakes in terms of uh, the substitutions. I saw every substitution he made was terrible. Uh, Henderson coming on was pointless. Jesus, <laughs> that was that was <laughs> it was, was uh, the most disaster. Um, bringing bringing on uh, Saka, uh, well, uh, bringing on Saka, in my opinion, shouldn't have happened in the first place. Because I saw when he came on, he didn't really contribute in a way that he would have. Maybe if you wanted him to actually play, maybe you should have started him. Because I don't think he came to the game with the confidence. Because I feel like a lot of his confidence came from the fact that he was starting games and mm. he was uh, being put into big moments. And then when you drop him, it's almost like you've you've taken the confidence away. And when he came onto the pitch, you could see he wasn't really himself. He gave the ball away quite a few times, uh, even before the penalty shootout. And I feel like he only agreed to that penalty because he didn't want to let the manager down. You know, he seems like the type of boy that, you know, uh, he wants to do right by the team. Yeah. And that's why he agreed to the penalty, even though 
I think in himself he knew he he shouldn't have been taking the penalty. Um, and then uh, you know I think he took off Trip was it Trippier? Yeah, he took off, he as well? took off Trippier for Saka. Trippier, Trippier is a set piece taker, um, somebody that takes free kicks and penalties. So that one when he took him off, I was a bit. Mm. I I understand the whole. Um, I understand the whole um, Sancho. Uh, nonchalant, you know what the what the um, uh, commentators were saying to convince themselves. But um, when he stepped off with a penalty, I just didn't believe it. I just, you know, you can sometimes you can tell from body language. You, you just don't quite believe when somebody, you know, when somebody approaches it. Right. I mean, some players, some players are deceptive, but for a lot of players, you can read the body language. It's not there. Um, Rashford completely miss miss hit the penalty his own penalty and yeah the the, the substitutions were awful they were awful um, Mason Mount should have come off much earlier um, <laughs> so um, and Rice should never have came off pitch uh, I thought Rice and Phillips uh, were pretty much you know protecting the back line as they normally do and you just you know you, you took off Rice uh, and even when Rice came off, I think him and himself, he, he he kind of had that expression on his face, like he wasn't. I couldn't believe it. I, I was yeah, like, I was like, what's this man doing? Is this guy okay? Anyway, let me let me you you even you said in your first contribution that as well as quote unquote Italy Italy played that it was more to do with what England didn't do. So can you expand more on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, so I'm not taking anything away from the Italians. I mean, they they grew into the game, mm. and um, yeah, but but okay. So in the twentieth minute, I was working with a friend, and it was almost like the English players realized they realized the situation they were in. That mm. they won it up final, and they automatically just decided that look, we're not going to do anything crazy. It was crazy because I told him, I said, look, look at this. I mean, it was happening from the, I think it was 21st minute. And it was so obvious. I mean, the, so, so this is what I think about it. And I think, I say, I say this because the Italians, I think the Italians were shocked by the way the, the, the English set up. I, think, I don't think they were expecting the three at the back. I don't think they were expecting that. So they were surprised in the first probably 10, 15, 20 minutes. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's enough reason to go for it. I mean, you go for it. I mean, these guys are not the fastest guys in the world. I mean, I'm a big fan of Chiellini Bonucci, but come on, I mean, you can't hold, hold Sterling. You, you just can't. You can't keep up with Shaw and Trippier and one of the best right backs in probably World football, Walker. I mean, you can't keep up with those guys. So I just felt they just just gave them and just too much fear and I thought the Wembley factor was quite important also. I mean we all we all went to the old um a lot of fans, a lot of analysts went to the old Wembley was gonna be a big factor, it was gonna propel them. But then again, I mean I think it played a negative effect on this guy because he had a negative effect because I think they were so scared. The occasion was probably so big for those guys and they just didn't want to lose. And they just didn't want to lose, and and, and it was just this is you know, it was too much. It was too much for those guys. See, this is this is the part for me. This is the part where managers should actually end their con. Because you you 
you as you watch Italy, which is which is why um, really on the balance of it, I'm really happy for Mancini. Mancini as a player was a silky, silky second striker uh, beside his battering ram um, partner Luca Vialli. He was. I'm trying to find who plays football now that I can say Mancini played like. I can't think of anybody at the moment. But he was. So he's built a team. He's built an Italian team that is in his in his image. That second half when they when he took off um, when he took off Immobile moved um, Isigny into the false nine role brought mm-hmm. brought um, uh, Chiesa out to the left. He was. It was like I remember thinking, all bets are off here. All bets are off. <laughs> Italy were on fire from then on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. No? Yeah, go on for me. Yes, yeah. I said indeed. I th- I, I, I I said it earlier, he was he was absolutely spot on with his with his the way he read the game, the way he reacted to going a goal down, mm. and the way he moved around the players based on you know the ability. Mobile was not offering much. He took him off, and Chiesa was amazing yesterday. He run the English. I think I saw something on Opta Stats yesterday. I don't know if it's true. It was mm. the first time someone went past them. Carl Walker. I think it was yesterday when the senior whoever chopped in and he made me stand his tackle. You could see that nervousness around the English back for you and settled them. I think I think the way Mancini moved the play around was the, the, the team around was was spot on. And and the composure the Italians have throughout well the, the, the first couple of minutes, the first 10, 20 minutes, they were rattled by the English. But later on, they settled in the game. They were so composed. Even though they were one goal down, they were still playing the way they would play their normal style, passing mm. it around and moving it so well, playing to the strength of the team. It's not a very big team, so they played yeah, short into the passes around, to around feet, the English. To feet, to feet, and yeah. they just threw... There was no one left in the English team. They were just chasing shadows. Even though I still give credit to Phillips and, and Rice, the way they, but then sometimes when when the English collect the ball and you see only Rice running up the field, that, there's no option that, there. It just corona of ideas. That is so my it made point, Mancini, Mancini was was spot on in his in his um in his, in his tactics to to, to to react well. That is my point. Um, um, Ma, yeah. educate. Can I say something? Go on, go on, educate. I, the, the match last night was the first time I was really rattled uh, while watching Italy all tournament. Mm. Uh, because I was thinking I was 90% uh, confident uh, that we're going to win. But when Italy went behind in two, three minutes, I felt, oh, it was over. Because I saw no, I saw no way they were going to come back. I mean, the, the game started so so well for England that they wouldn't they wouldn't wish for a better start. So I want to give credit to Anthony and the boys for keeping their cool and playing their game, playing to their game. They really they deserve. So I could have said. You have to say also that um, what my, what strikes me, you know, at the top of the show we were talking about how clear how important it was that this was a team. A team performance. You could yeah. see, you could see in the Italians that I, I, this is this, maybe this is a mistake I, I made when I was at, I am assessing the two teams. 
when you when you put the squad, the players together side by side, Italy and England, sincerely, you cannot you you there's no way you will say Italy will win this. If 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 England if England played if they both if both sides played to their max ability, you would say yeah England England should be able to England should have a forward line to to trouble and frankly go past the Italian defense and then you cannot make the same case you can't make the same case for um, Italian front line to to do the same to the English defense do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean, but you know what would be a challenge? We can all agree. They've got that now. So you could see when Shaw scored that goal, mm. all right, we all went crazy, whatever. But the Italians for them was just very important not to concede another before half time. Yeah. Because you could see straight after half time, compose themselves, put fast rounds easily, like they're really coming back into the game. Mm. So I do feel like when you look at the Italians, all right, Mobley is not the best. But as you mentioned earlier, they still got someone like a Chiesa mm. that was still doing his bit from the left. And whoever they brought in was doing a job. Let's not forget it. Yeah. Like, I yeah. doubted I doubted Emerson. Emerson played well yesterday. Emerson had a and fabulous the, game. A fabulous game. And the gentleman at right back, uh, Di Lorenzo, Di Lorenzo. Him as well. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it was like whoever they brought in was performing well. That 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 is the strength of their team. They were a proper proper team. Was it was it a GK or was it one on the pod? After they played Belgium and they beat Belgium, somebody was somebody came on on one of our episodes and was saying that he worried about Di Lorenzo and I said no Di Lorenzo is a proper right back he's, he showed me that he's a proper right back and he showed it he showed it again yesterday I mean this was probably the only game that Ryan Sterling had where he was absolutely non-existent again where was the manager in all of this what did he do to try to help his players play better anyway that's something that I, I'll be very annoyed that if the press in England allow Southgate to get away with this because he was he was like a rabbit caught in lights in this final. It was completely on him. The players wait, let when, him down. Wait, when you say get away with it, I don't understand. I don't understand. What do you expect them to do? <laughs> they, they should he, he, listen. Do you, do you remember the abuse um, Fabio Capello got? From England in in after twenty ten World Cup, Capello played some of the worst football I've ever seen as an England man, as an England uh, somebody watching England. Yes, I it was horrendous. It was, I, I you know I've never been so turned off by football in my life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that side. I mean, that's the true meaning of side to side football. I mean, it was literally boring. I mean, boring. I was, and it's crazy because he had Gerard Lampard. He mm-hmm. had Rooney. Oh my God! Listen, the the comparison of Capello with Southgate, Southgate is not even. But Southgate has, no, no but Southgate has Rashford, Grealish, Sancho, Foden. Yeah, I, I think he fought, yeah he fumbled there because I think he showed himself as somebody that is risk averse. Yeah, he doesn't uh, he doesn't like to take risks, and you know I think when England. Um, when the game went to 1-1, I think it was a perfect opportunity to England to risk it all. Yes. I feel like England England has the weapons to beat Italy on the counter. Yes. Um, it, Italy was dominating possession and you have the perfect... I mean, Sancho, uh, Saka, 
Um, maybe even taking, maybe even potentially taking Kane off if 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 he wanted yes. to. But obviously, he didn't want to risk it. He wanted to stick to what had worked for him in the tournament, and unfortunately, the Italians had neutralized that. Do you know? Do you so, know what just struck me? Do you know what struck me? If this man was not ready to lose um, Kyle Walker's space, do you know what he could easily have done? Move Saka to play left wing back and make sure the third centre back move Kyle Walker. A right wing back. That way, you still kept Walker's pace. You've kept Walker's pace. You brought, you brought, you, you bring on, you bring on Sancho, you bring on Rashford, and you still have speed. Ah, this guy could have done so much with that team. He really could have done so much with that team, and he didn't do any of that. But anyway, listen. Um, we'll move to this final bit, which, which um, I, I did mention to you. Dona Roma was voted the player of the tournament um, Donnarumma the Italian goalkeeper was voted player of the tournament um, Ladmit do you agree with that? Absolutely do not I mean <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely I mean I, mean, I love Donnarumma I'm a big fan but yes. for me it had to be Bonucci it had to be wow. so wait, uh, for the tournament not the match that? The tournament. No, for the tournament. Yeah, really? for the tournament. And and this is why I feel it has to be Bonucci. This is why I feel because when the Italians when the tournament begun, I, I, I struggled to see Bonucci Kellini start because I thought Bastoni had a fantastic season for Inter Milan. I was like, there's no way you could drop Bastoni. Bastoni mm. had to start. But then I mean, this guy surprised us. Even though we all a lot of fans and a lot of analysts mm. probably go through with the old the Italians were not tested in the back line they were not they played Austria but no that's not it they played Belgium mm. and the game against Lukaku for me convinced me I mean <laughs> I mean there's probably no no defence in, the, in the, championship with the, in the Euros that could live with Lukaku and they did and immediately <laughs> they survived and I was like nah nah it, it has to be it has to be either Bonucci or Kylian but I really have to go with Bonucci. I'm not I'm a big fan of Bonucci. Educate, who, who would have been your player of the tournament? I agree with Lamidi. I, I also agree with Lamidi. I think Bonucci and, and Kellini, if Spinazzola was fit and played mm. throughout the tournament, mm. probably would have for assistance. Both centre backs with the combined age of 70 <laughs> were really impressive, very impressive. So it had to be Bonucci or, or Kalini. No, you don't allow, you're not allowed all. Oh, okay. Uh, Bonucci. I'll go Bonucci. Go <laughs> Bonucci. Matt, who would you. Tanaroma was my player of the tournament. Who would have been for you? Where's Matt gone? When he comes back, Femi, who would have been your player of the tournament? Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll still stick with Italian. It's an Italian player, but I'll go with Jorginho because it made, mm. for me, in my view, it mm. made Mancini's style easier to, to to operate. It made it made it easier for for the expression of that style to be to be replicated on the field and with their player and with the result. I think it drove a lot of things defensively, attacking. Mm the transitioning of the Italian team from defensive area into the final third. It was the orchestra throughout the tournaments and was very consistent, injury-free, 
it was it was an unsung hero in that team. I think for me, it's Jorginho. Do you know what? He's actually the only person who has played in every game at Manchester has managed Italy. Wow. Every, every, every game, every game. <laughs> has managed to get his play. He's played every game. He must love him so much. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're correct in the sense that he he's a conductor of everything yes, that goes on that, in that. That's why I saw what, in that midfield. All the games I watched. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Judging you, um, Deji. Oh yes. Um, there's a number of players that impressed. Um, um, you know, uh, Verratti impressed, uh, Jorginho impressed, Maguire. Um, you know, I, I, I've never really rated Maguire, but I thought he was fantastic in this tournament. Um, Kyle Walker was also fantastic, Pedri, um, but, uh, and Spinozola, of course, but I'll have to go with Jorginho uh, as well. Um, I think a lot of people overlook Jorginho on the basis of, um, you know, the, st- the statistical stuff. You know, uh, he didn't score, he didn't <laughs> assist. Uh, so, but when you actually look at it, you know, the most consistent player. That's why I didn't pick Verratti because obviously Verratti at the start of the tournament, if people remember, he mm. wasn't uh, quite playing the way he was playing in the latter stages. Mm. But Jorginho has, you know, kept that steady uh, performances from the start to finish. Um, he's the most, you know, he's the player that Italy has looked to. Um, you know, he's the player who has produced when he had to, um, and you know, he, he's done, he's done a lot, he's done a lot of good work for them, which you know, unfortunately, went under the under the radar for a lot of people. Um, and I, I definitely believe he deserved it. Um, I can see why people gave Donnarumma the uh, player of the tournament. Mm. Um, obviously, penalty shootout, emotions, uh, you know. Um, and stuff but I feel like um, Donnarumma even saying he was the goalkeeper of the tournament is debatable for me anyway it is I'll give out to Schmeichel Um, (laughs) um, uh, yeah Schmeichel Summer Summer's in the conversation as unfair as it is I I think even Pickford Pickford is I agree with you I was going to say the same thing yeah Pickford Pickford is yeah Um, and uh, you know um I think, you know, well, for Pickford anyway, I feel like, you know, one of the things that works against him is, you know, he's, you know, sometimes uh, people give that whole, uh, you know, the foreign, the fanciness of the foreign uh, thing, uh, mm. you know, it's more attractive. Mm. I think for Pickford, he's too basic for a lot of people. <laughs> so um, that part, uh, people do overlook him. But um, in the tournament, Jorginho, you know, he, he, you know, I feel like sometimes people need to look deeper into the actual matches to mm. actually see some players like Jorginho I definitely believe he deserved it but you know uh, Italians you know I think it could have gone to Jorginho Verratti Spinozola Donnarumma uh, either way you know one of the Italian players would have got it in the end so uh, Matt are you back with us? Yeah Carbon I'm here Right who would have been your um, player of the tournament quickly? You know what for me I have to give it to Shorberto Carlos listen <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah? <laughs> he, he had a great season. He had a great Premier League season. Mm. And I remember going into the tournament, I was thinking, okay, let's see, you know, how he's going to play because I wasn't sure. He might cheer well. He's been amazing. He's mm. been absolutely amazing. Bombing on defensively, obviously, the goal yesterday. And yeah, I just, for me, along with Carl Walker Pickford, as we mentioned, I just think, yeah, Luke Shaw for me, most definitely. Right. Um, if I was praying so hard that he was going to have a good game in the final 
Raheem Sterling for me. No, I don't even have. I don't even have a second thought. Raheem Sterling had an amazing tournament. He ran the Danes ragged in the semi, and unfortunately, something. That's why I, this is why I really annoyed with Gareth Southgate. He could have. He could. The team could have played much better than they did on that in the final. And Raheem Sterling, if he had played better, as well as he did in previous games, he probably would have won it. But hey. Donnarumma, um, title-winning goalkeeper, so it's almost natural that he should go to the um, championship-winning team. On that note, gentlemen, I want to thank you all so, so very much for um, all three of you, all four of you, apart from Lamedi, have been on this this journey. So, and I want to say a really, really thank you, Deji. You have been excellent with your with your with your calls and they've all been spot on and AGK was his mind was made up from day one that it was Italy's tournament well it's all found out well for everybody thank you again thank you DG thank you Femi thank you AGK Matt and Lamy thank you guys thank it's you been, so much it's been brilliant thanks again appreciate it thank you very much cheers thank you very much guys and to you, my listeners, it's been an absolute privilege hosting you on the, every episode of this Euro 2020 uh, podcast series. My name is Calvin Emokomoka, and I thank you. Peace out.